This is Brett. This is Garrett. This is Steve. And we're just three dudes talking about Star Wars on the Skywalk. Welcome back, walkers, to the Skywalk. Welcome to our solo A Star Wars Story pregame show. This is incredibly exciting. The most fun thing I think that we do on the Skywalk is our pregame shows before new Star Wars movies come out. Uh, I'm really excited today. You may notice we've changed two-thirds of our starting lineup, much like the Boston Celtics did. And uh, that's because Jeff is not available. So today we have Steve, who you've probably heard us talk about in past episodes as Man of Steelbook, a.k.a. Steelbook Steve, a.k.a. Minivan McMahon. Welcome, Steve, to the Skywalk. Thank you, Brett. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, Steve is part of another Star Wars podcast called... The Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics. That's, That's the, the Facebook group. Yes. The podcast is called? The Voice of the Alliance. The Voice of the Alliance. It's been on hiatus. Oh, yeah. It has. It'll probably it? come back. Okay. But it's, it's, it's taken a bit of a, a layoff. Do you need the 12 fans of the Skywalk to help you guys get back on your feet? or? No, I'll let, I'll let, Gerard, I'll let Gerard take care of it. <laughs> and uh, we also have Garrett with us today. Welcome, Garrett. Thanks for having me on. Garrett is a dude I know, and he's an awesome dude, and we may be hosting another podcast together in the near future. Hopefully. So we figured, what better time to kick off our podcasting career together <laughs> than on the solo <laughs> pregame show for the Skywalk. Uh, Garrett Garrett is kind of our gateway guy, as the, the, the common man who may not know a, a ton about Star Wars. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty entry level. I like the word noob. Noob? noob. Okay. I can respect that. So Garrett's yeah. going to chime in with any questions he has, because chances are, like they tell you in first grade... If, I will have plenty of If questions. you have a question, your fellow classmates are probably thinking the same thing. There are no stupid questions. There are no stupid That's questions. That's not true. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> so we're going to talk about today a uh, couple of news items that have broken recently that are not related to Solo. We're going to get those out of the way first, and then we're going to really dig into our expectations for the Solo movie, whether or not we think it's going to be good, uh, some of what we're maybe looking forward to, uh, maybe a couple of predictions. Uh, but before we do that, Social Meteors. This is where we talk about how to find us on social media. On iTunes, search for The Skywalk. Sky as in sky, walk as in the thing you cook in, W-O-K. <laughs> and uh, leave us a review or even rate us. Uh, Spotify, The Skywalk is on Spotify now. Uh, same deal, just search for it on Spotify. Uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash SWOverCoffee. Twitter, <laughs> at SWOverCoffee. Steve is shaking his head. Can you, can you tell us why, Steve? How long ago did you get rid of that name on uh, the podcast? Yeah, like two years. Okay. And y you never gave any thought to switching the account <laughs> names on those? <laughs> the, the whole over coffee part? <laughs> no, because then I have to log in and then delete and then type about 10 characters back in. And that's really more work than I've been willing to sink into That's it. true. And then your identity's compromised. Yeah, exactly. Right. We've talked about this before. I mean, only follow us on Facebook if you want your identity stolen. Uh, <laughs> and then finally, Steve, do you want to say this one? Because we know how you feel about Potomatic. StarWarsOverCoffee.Potomatic.com. And Steve is one Where of nobody listens to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, when you texted me and told me that you did, in fact, listen to our podcast on Potomatic, I could not tell if you were serious. It was a total joke. I, never, okay. I, I still have never <laughs> even looked at it. Um, all right. That's social meteors. And again, you can listen to Steve on The Voice of the Alliance and get in that Facebook group, which is enormous. Steve, what do you guys have now? Like 35,000 people? Uh, we're about... It's, it's up, up, I'm going to say they're about 30. 
Because back in like October, I deactivated my Facebook account. <laughs> oh, so I'm okay. So you won't find right. Steve there. So I still chat with those guys yeah. on the side. So I'm like kind of a uh, a wartime consigliere. Topic number one: Obi One Off. You like that? I, it's clever. Yeah, thank you. Um, we're not going to talk much about this. Uh, this was a rumor going back. I want to say a year. I feel like it was a little before Star Wars Celebration last year that uh, this rumor was going around that the next standalone Star Wars movie after Solo was going to be an Obi-Wan standalone movie. Um, So now these rumors are surfacing again. So uh, Mm. apparently this is really happening. Uh, According, this is uh, by way of TMZ. Yes, Mm. TMZ. Yes, your premier (laughs) news source. Our (laughs) premier news source. Where I'm going to spend all my time from now on. Forget (laughs) Fortnite. TMZ (laughs) is the place to be. Uh, According to a newly released production bulletin, Disney's next foray into their spin-off series appears to be Obi-Wan, A Star Wars Story, with the working title of Joshua Tree. No idea what that means, uh, but apparently this is really happening, which is not surprising. The disturbing thing here, and you you guys can tell me what you think of this, fans have been clamoring for Ewan McGregor, this again is by way of TMZ, uh, to reprise the role of young Obi-Wan, and to which I think, if you're not doing that, what are you doing? Uh, and he recently said he'd been open to it, but still hasn't heard from Lucasfilm. Right. And that, that comment by him is within the year. I don't know how, how long ago he actually said that again. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, the only way they cannot cast Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan is if they make a movie with Obi-Wan as a child. Right. Because if they cast anybody else other than Ewan McGregor... Well, here, here's the kicker, yeah. Steve. They've said that it is not an origin story. So it would be that era Obi-Wan okay. that you're talking about. So there's only one choice. There's only one choice. There's one choice. Or the reanimated corpse of Alec Guinness. Steve, do you feel like this is an interesting time period and place to explore in Obi-Wan's life? Yes and no. In order for them to stay true to the character, at least in my mind, he, he's very limited. Mm-hmm. It, I don't want him out fathering kids. <laughs> he can't be leaving the planet. What about what he wants, Steve? Forget what he wants. He's got a mission. <laughs> Part of the TMZ article was the synopsis. I'm yes. Sure if you yeah, want you to can get dig into, into it, man. Yeah. Tell us what um, it says. Well, the synopsis, I'm going to, uh, let me just read it quick. Sure. Here. Yeah, See, yeah. Obi-Wan is on Tatooine being an elusive hermit and stuff, but secretly <laughs> watches over an infant Luke Skywalker whom he delivered to his uncle, Owen. Tensions between the local farmers and a tribe of sand people, headed by a ruthless war chief, eventually brings Obi out of hiding into Jedi kick mode. Scene. Scene. <laughs> Who the heck wrote this? What the hell? Oh, that? right. Um, <laughs> oh, right. TMZ. Right. TMZ wrote this. <laughs> yeah. um, <clears throat> that sounded horrible. <laughs> Doesn't it? I love the fact that they only called him Obi. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, man. Okay, one thing that... Wasn't that a product? Let's not get it. Okay, go yes, on. it was. Yes, yes on. it was. The yeah. spelling might be read on, too. And my synopsis of this synopsis so. is, it sounds really boring. Obi-Wan sitting around in the desert waiting for some farmers to it, cause trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this movie getting anywhere close to A New Hope. Mm-hmm. I don't want you and McGregor getting all doctored up into a 65-year-old man yet. Yeah, yeah. We, we can visit that. And he, he can age normally <laughs> and get there. I don't but, know. His uh, lifestyle, he might be aging at a rapid pace right now. Maybe. Maybe. He's rather successful. He's yep. got a new woman. Yep. I think they already split up. The Mar- girl, he's Ma- already done with the girlfriend? M- Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I think they've already split. 
which is a real shame. You know, we really pumped her up on this podcast. We kind of <laughs> like I voted I voted her into Star Wars canon to get her in a movie. Doesn't look like it's happening. <laughs> so apparently she's not Duchess Satine material. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go on to topic number two then. The Favreau show. So as we've talked about on this podcast, John Favreau had been tapped to lead a show. He's not the um, he's not the director. I think he'd be more of a producer, writer, showrunner or something of this Star Wars live action show that's destined for Disney's future streaming service that will yes. compete with Netflix. Uh, exclusive, this is via Dan Casey of The Nerdist, a reputable news source. Uh, John Favreau confirms that his live action Star Wars series takes place, wait for it, seven years after the Battle of Endor between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. We'll feature all new characters use cutting-edge tech a la The Jungle Book. I don't know about that. <laughs> Story coming to at Nerdist. <laughs> so here's the, the good and the bad of that in my mind. Yeah, the, the Jungle Book thing. I told, I told Garrett about this earlier. Steve, have you seen the Jungle Book live-action movie with your, with your wife and kids? No. Okay. No idea. I well, mean, it, was it's it not no bad. good? No, was it's it good. I, I liked it. I, I really did enjoy it. I thought it was really good. The thing that I thought was laughable is at the mm. very end of the movie. I mean, this whole movie is so CG, so brutally, obviously CG, which is fine, I guess, right? But at the end of the movie, in the credits, there's this line where it feels like they're massively patting themselves in the back, and they're like, "This whole movie was filmed on a production lot in L.A. or something," <laughs> as if we were supposed to be surprised that this wasn't in actual India. <laughs> And it's just incredibly I obvious. I would have known. The whole thing. It's like, no, I know. The kid in the movie is the only thing, literally the only thing that's real. So, I mean, <laughs> my concern is this whole idea of like, we're going to, like, this. our CG is so good, you're not even going to know. And we all know, right? And it's kind of like uh, in the prequels when George Lucas is like, oh, you, you have no idea that this senator is in fact Emperor Palpatine. And it's like, no, we all know. Right. We know we're he's very, the emperor, very aware right? of that. It's the same actor. It's the same forget, guy. About the, forget about the fact that we didn't know the name Palpatine in 1983. Right. They might as well have just told you that Star Wars wasn't actually filmed in space. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what is, what is very exciting to me about this is that time period. I mean, this is the time mm -hmm. period I've been craving to see since 1983 was the time period more immediately after or just shortly removed from the end of uh, Return of the Jedi mm -hmm. and the Battle of Endor. And when the series finale of Star Wars Rebels, the animated series most recently, Garrett, yes. for the noob. Um, for the layman. The, the <laughs> final episode of that show, it kind of ended and then there was this epilogue that took place in this same time period. I freaked out, and I know a lot of other Star Wars fans just completely freaked out over it. Just the idea they talked about Hera. Is that her name, Steve? Yes. Yeah. That Hera actually was involved in the Battle of Endor. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. you know, just even talking about that was so exciting. And then, yeah. and then yeah. they actually showed them, right? Like, uh, very briefly. Yeah. But they showed Hera. Hera had a, now has a son. Yep. Jason Sandula. Um so that was just super exciting. And so I'm, I'm really happy that they're going to be exploring that timeline. And that's also, Steve, um, I think you might know this, that the coming animated series Star Wars Resistance also takes place somewhere in that range, but I think a little closer to the Star Wars Force Awakens and yes. things. Last breaking news. Speaking of that, Steve, I don't know if you heard, but they just announced this week that Star Wars Celebration will be happening in what year are we in? So 2019. Yes, April 11th through the 15th. In Chicago. 2019. 
at the McCormick Center. So what was this, some sort of like convention? Yes. Okay. Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. I was <laughs> just about to turn to Garrett to explain. It's a multi-day neckbeard nerd fest. <laughs> I went to one day of it in Anaheim back in 2015. It was great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So was that when they first showed the second trailer for The Force Awakens? That the, yes. the Chewie were home trailer. Yes. When everybody lost their minds. Yes. Yeah. That was that was the Thursday. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, so it's not annual. I think it was annual for a couple of years. Yeah, and then, it's, it's jumped around. And then a they bit. skipped a year it's this last around. time. Interestingly, mm-hmm. the last time, uh, last year, people were expecting a lot more in the way of announcements at Star Wars Celebration. They did show the first trailer for the Last Jedi at Star Wars Celebration mm-hmm. last year. Um, they showed some cool stuff, but that, there pretty much weren't any other announcements. People were expecting other standalone movies to be confirmed. They didn't even show any solo footage at that. We were expecting to get a trailer or a teaser or something at Celebration for Solo. Right, which would make all the sense in the world, Not but they didn't do it. So if you are booking your tickets for Chicago right now, <laughs> just be forewarned that you might not get nearly as much out of it in terms of announcements. Uh, I'm sure... It would make a lot of sense if they were to show the first episode nine trailer, if you yes. can believe that. <laughs> now we get into the meat of this episode, which is Solo, a Star Wars story, which comes out this week. Um, before we dig all the way into the actual movie, uh, there is one last news item. There was a story, there was once a news story that said this uh, via Birth Movies Death. 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 Birth movies, death. Uh, The Lucasfilm head honcho told Premiere Magazine, that's Kathleen Kennedy, told Premiere Magazine following Solo's debut at Cannes Film Festival that a Lando spinoff is up next. The quote is this. Okay, but but, but, but take this with a grain of salt, people. We think that the next spinoff will be dedicated to Lando Calrissian. Of course, there are still many stories to tell about Han and Chewbacca, but Lando will be next. So this was the news that broke and people freaked out because everybody's been assuming, Garrett. So uh, Donald Glover plays Lando in the new movie. You know that? No, I didn't know that. If I was Jeff, I would have said Danny Glover because he does that every time. It's just been revoked. But it's Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Shout out to Jeffrey. Um, So people lost their minds about this. But then uh, Lucasfilm apparently used the time stone to walk it back. Yes. And said, (laughs) that's not really what she said. She said it's something she'd like to do one day in the future. So very noncommittal. But the going assumption has been that uh, Donald Glover is going to steal the show in this movie, even though he's the supporting actor to Han's lead. I'm going to skip topic number four to get to just this topic, okay? Which is, uh, I don't know about you guys. I have not looked at the Rotten Tomatoes score for this movie yet. Uh, I typically, uh, usually before a Star Wars movie comes out, I swear off social media at least two weeks in advance so that I don't hear anything about how good or bad it is, what people think, and especially, obviously, spoilers, plot Mm -hmm. spoilers for the movie. I haven't been quite as cautious this time, (laughs) so I have heard a very little bit about the movie. But now, if you guys don't want to know that, tell me now. Do you trust Rotten Tomatoes? No. No, but we're going to get to that. We'll get to that. But Steve, do you care about hearing anything about anyone's impression of this movie? No, I'm fine. Okay, cool. So, so what have you heard, Steve, so far about general reaction to to the movie from people who have seen it? I heard it was a very fun film. Okay, yeah, I've heard the same thing. Lots of fun. Yeah. Uh, Does that worry you at all? No. Okay. No, it doesn't. All right. That worries me a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Did you like Guardians of the Galaxy? It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. 
<laughs> what about just, Justice League? This all has the ring of truth. I didn't see Justice League. Good for um, you. Good for you. <laughs> Dang straight, Steve. Good for him. No, but I, it, it makes me... If only we could go back to his world. I, I've used that terminology for films like Transformers or, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, things that are action-packed, things... Avatar. Okay. I used fun for Avatar. I never saw that. Um, I, see, I, I see it as something that's visually engaging and something that's kind of entertaining me on that level, but I don't walk away going, wow. That was a powerful story, you yeah. know, and that—that's what makes me worried about. It was fun. I'm right. not expecting to come away from this movie saying that either. Typically, when I've heard early reactions to movies being positive or favorable, um, it's all relative to the expectations that are based on pretty much gossip. I mean, let's call it like it is, right? Mm-hmm. That's very true. So when people start saying this was a troubled production, we were explaining to Garrett. We're going to do this now for any noobs listening. The the very very brief. 30-second history of the production of this movie. Lawrence Kasdan, writer of Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and co-writer of The Force Awakens, wrote the script for this movie. Then, fast forward a little bit, there are all these Hollywood rumors swirling that this is the best script ever written for a Star Wars movie. Then Kathleen Kennedy goes out and hires Lord and Miller, the directors of the Lego movie. Odd. I think most people <laughs> really loved the Lego movie, right? Yeah, those I, are the I guys who did Clone High. Did they? They yeah. also did The Last Man on Earth. So they make comedy. They make very spontaneous, goofball, yeah. wacky comedies, usually very self-referential, like the 21 Jump Street thing. You're taking yeah. like a serious show and then it's making fun of itself in the movie, right? So that's who they hire to work on this movie written by like the most traditional Star Wars writer that's, ever. That's interesting. Yeah. So obviously things went very wrong. Those guys end up getting fired most of the way through production of the movie. Oh, fired, really? Garrett. Fired. Fired. Not let Gone. go. Right. Not resigned. And then what do they do? They bring in Grandpa Ron Howard to kind of steer the ship and finish off production, which actually turned out to be, by all accounts, you've probably read this too, Steve. Now they're saying that he reshot like 70% of the movie. Right. Anyway, very troubled production. I think that lowered people's expectations. So when I hear like positive early reactions, I take it with a grain of salt. Like compared to what I thought this was going to be, it's not bad. That's not exactly a glowing review. Yeah. And with all the trash we had with the directors being fired, Mm. I think the bar is now low. Right. For the movie. Right. So where that had me, my expectation was that this movie might land in like the 60s of Rotten Tomatoes. Now, when I talk about Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes is uh, basically they add up all the critic scores and divide them so that you get an average of, well, not even. You just get an average of like how many were positive as compared to how many were negative. So for movie 60 on Rotten Tomatoes, 60% of the reviews were more positive than negative. The actual average review score could be lower or higher than 60. I didn't realize that's how it works. Yeah. Now, they do have something called uh, actual score or something like that, which is the actual percentage, which is also what you find on Metacritic. Yeah, yeah. So based on expectations and even the supposedly positive early reactions, I was assuming this movie would be around a 60. I kind of got my hopes up that maybe it would land in like the high 70s. So you haven't seen Rotten Tomatoes I haven't seen it. Do we want to find out right now what it is on Rotten Tomatoes? No, let's not. Okay, well. Or do you? I, I know for a fact you won't be disappointed in the number. Okay. Oh, so you do know. Yes. Okay. Go for it. You want to know? All right, yeah, let's check it out, on. guys. All right, live on air. Guys, this is live. <laughs> no, except not when you hear it. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. We're about to find out. The Star Wars, uh, <laughs> Solo, a Star Wars story, is a 72% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is, again. So who's rating it? 
Critics. Critics. Okay. Yeah. So Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, it takes all the critics' reviews. Okay. okay. And it's 72% of them 72. are more positive than negative. More so that doesn't positive. mean, on average, people give it a 72 out of 100. No, that means that maybe they gave it 51 out of 100. Right. At least 72% <laughs> of people gave it 51 or higher Correct. out of 100. If you go to movies just based on Rotten Tomatoes, you're probably not seeing exactly all the movies you should. Yeah. See, I only <laughs> use it for movies where I'm really on the fence. Or movies that I okay. don't want to see, mm. and I go to I go there to see if they can somehow talk me into going, right? But if it's a Star Wars movie, like I'm there. I don't want to know what anybody thinks. Yeah. Uh, this one I've kind of heard stuff, so this is this isn't actually much different than what I was expecting it to be. Um, Steve, do you think you're gonna love it? Yes. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett. As a casual fan, do, you, do I think I'm going to see it? Do you think you're going to see it? <laughs> yeah. Well, the ongoing trend is no. Okay. Um, but I am always open to people saying no. Okay. You you should see this one. I was this close to watching Rogue One because oh, okay. <laughs> it was on Netflix, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I heard yeah. that Rogue One was um, I don't want to say exceptionally good, but I heard that it was the best of these new ones that have been coming out. Some people felt that way. Some people yep. felt that I've way. Seen, I've seen that. Yeah. So by way of comparison, Rogue One had an 85 on Rotten Tomatoes, oh. which is really good. But that probably has significantly more reviews at this point, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So the Rotten, yeah, the Rotten Tomato score will probably change a lot by the mm -hmm. time the movie actually yeah. comes out. Right I think I'm really going to enjoy the movie. Yeah. Uh, I think Ron Howard has a lot to do with that. Yeah. He's a good filmmaker. Yeah. So... I, I really know. hope we'll so. See. Here's my hope. So uh, something we predicted on this podcast a while ago. We we hypothesized that there could be a Star Wars movie that was critically adored but not loved by Star Wars fans. Well, I guess you could make a very good movie without it necessarily being true to the universe or something like that, and you know? That's how the boycotters feel. A lot of them feel about The Last Jedi. That's so right. weird, though. So that's that kind of what happened. I don't think that has anything to do with Disney, though, does it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, well, they think it does. But, I mean, I guess, I, so my, I kind of wonder if those people are hoping for a lower Rotten Tomatoes critic score <laughs> because they think, maybe I'll like this one. But we got nothing but love for all the fans, regardless of how they feel about The Last Jedi. Each, each his own or her own. Live and let live. Steve, are we going to see Jabba the Hutt in this movie? Have you never thought about this before, Steve? Uh, <laughs> I apologize for the big delay. I we should, it, we should cut everything. some of this. I think, I think to leave it. We should it, cut some of this. Like, I'm actually going to loop it so it seems like much longer. <laughs> nice. Post. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I, Steve, I stay up at night wondering and imagining seeing Jabba the Hutt in this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Like that's something you want? I really, really, You're really hoping want for that. It? Yeah. Jabba done well. Not, <laughs> not, not <laughs> special edition. Goofy, kludgy, snot bubble Jabba. Now, are you talking about 1997 special edition Jabba? Yes, correct. Are you talking 2003 special edition Jabba? Oh, man, I don't even know anymore. There's two. Yeah. The no. first one was either atrocious. One of them. I don't want either one of them. I want an actual prosthetic, practical effect Jabba the Hutt in this movie. That'd be cool. Do you think we'll see it? No. Oh, man. I, I, I certainly you're not going to see a, a, uh, a uh, what would you call a it? Practical effect. Practical, yeah, yeah. I don't you think, think you're going to get that. So you think if we do see him, it not would after. Be good. Do you think we will see him? But CG. But, weren't, but weren't they bragging about the Jungle Book? Did you see the last? <laughs> <laughs> that was John Favreau. Yeah, yeah, different. Thing. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. gotcha. You. Did you see the Last Jedi? No. Yeah. Okay. Well, they get this gigantic looking thing yeah. with four boobs on it. 
that Luke gets milk out of. That was an actual practical effect monster that they helicoptered over. Yeah. Yeah, and that's they that's dropped cool. on the island island. I liked watching Garrett's face as you described it, where he went from thinking you were joking <laughs> to realizing you weren't. <laughs> Last question, Steve. I don't know if, if you've listened to enough of our episodes to know that Jeff and I have this uh, rating, measuring of a, of a movie's anticipation based on how many drinks we think we need in order to enjoy it when we see it. Ah. So uh, how many drink movie is this for you, Steve? Solo, a Star Wars story. I don't drink before films. Okay, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Just the thought the thought of having to get out of my seat and use the bathroom in the middle of a film <laughs> scares me to the point where I won't drink. How many <laughs> how many screenings do you already have lined up? Well, I purchased four mm-hmm. and then due to a scheduling conflict, I immediately had to get rid of two. So, so you're so you're only definitely seeing it twice as no, of right now. But then I repurchased for money. <laughs> I repurchased for Monday because it's a holiday. Oh, and, yeah. And my wife works on Sunday night, so I have the kids by myself and all, you're all day. Them. Okay. So we're going, taking my stepdad, the four of us. And that's when you're most likely to run into noobs nice. like Garrett watching it on Memorial Day, right? Sure. Wandering in, wondering where <laughs> I am. It's like, it's like a 10 a.m. Like show. <laughs> Going to have lunch afterward. Wondering where on earth great. this fits into the Star Wars timeline. I heard there was a movie in here. <laughs> well, guys, this has been fun. This is Brett. This is Steve. And Garrett. Talking about Solo, a Star Wars story in the Skywalk by Jeff, by Lana. Mortini!